Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, a parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit, he is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? If, if, if I am 6'3", he's like eight foot tall. <laughs> exactly. So typically after that, I introduce, I talk a little bit about our mission on the podcast. Again, my mission today is to make you people more money. I want you to leave this conference. I want you to say, the best damn thing I heard at that conference was that podcast. Because I took two or three things from that podcast, went back to my office. Now I've got to email Scott Howell's dumb ass and say, hey man, I made an extra $200,000 this year, but just because I listened to your podcast at that conference. That's my goal today. So without further ado, let me introduce our very special guest. He was born and raised and lives in Springfield, Missouri. He has a, grad, a graduated degree in management and marketing from Missouri State University. Go Bears. He is married to the beautiful and supportive Lindsay, and they have three beautiful kids. He is the co-founder and CMO of Secure Agent Marketing, along with Cody Askins, and they've teamed up to build the, the industry's foremost insurance digital marketing company. He specializes in digital marketing, web design, brand development, and guys, write this shit down. What we're gonna be talking about today, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, Google AdWords and SEO, okay? And you're gonna learn something, and you're gonna leave here, and you're gonna go back to your office, and Monday morning, I want that shit implemented, okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome to the stage the other incomparable, Mr. Landon McCarter. How thank are you, you Landon? Thank you, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for that. Appreciate that. So, Landon, we have a very short window. Cody should have given us probably two hours. <laughs> we right. have 30 minutes. You're right. So I instead of me telling crazy stories that I always try to tell on the podcast about things that happen in my life, let's just jump into it. Okay, all right. First and foremost, very quickly, jump in my DeLorean for just a second. Okay. Let's go with a time machine back right. to when you got into the insurance industry and just bring us up to today. Yeah, so the marketing industry and insurance specifically um, has been a tough, challenging you know, industry specifically. Um, I, I got my degree in marketing from Missouri State, as you said, and I actually started um, in the direct mail world. So direct mail was sort of the only really way that you could target specific zip codes in a specific area. You had to get in the mailbox somehow or go door knock in that area. So part of my keynote later today is going to be talking about one of the companies I founded in the direct mail. It was actually a door hanging company that wasn't even direct mail. I mean, that's when I kind of started that sort of journey. And then 2012 came around and all of a sudden Facebook turns into a paid platform and you can market, you know, to specific zip codes, areas, demographics, incomes for pennies on the dollar. And it really, really changed the game. Anybody that's been in direct mail knows that in around 2012, we were doing the same thing, planting the same seeds in the same soil, just the crops weren't coming up. You know, we're getting right. renewals. We're just kind of getting our butts kicked by Google. Facebook and, and search engine optimization was taken over. Right. So we've got a lot of insurance agents in here today. Some are PNC, most are life and health. As you just heard me say, I want to give these people real actionable steps in terms of Google AdWords 
they leave here, they go back to their, their hometowns and places that they're from, some stuff they can implement when they, when they get back home. So let's talk about where we are today with Google AdWords, okay, because so much changes. I mean, yep. it's so fluid. Yep. Where we are today, because I don't really give a damn where we were five years ago or when, yeah. you know, Gary Vaynerchuk was starting Wine Library. I care about now. Yeah. And I want you to give these people four or five actionable steps that they can sit there and write down go back to their agencies and implement when they get home. Sounds good. So the first thing that I would recommend you guys do, first off, Google AdWords is kind of an intimidating platform. The reason it's somewhat intimidating is because you're really competing, it's a gigantic auction. So you have to outbid a lot of other individuals. Well, what a lot of people don't really understand is that whenever you're a local agent or a local, have a local presence, specifically PNC, you're trying to dominate that local neighborhood, what happens is, is Google actually gives preference to local um, organizations over national organizations. So what a lot of people don't understand. Write that down. What a lot of people don't understand is that these big carriers, you know, you may look at your keyword research and it's like $32 a click or whatever. We're not paying that junk, right? Like, that's crazy. That's for the big dogs with a million dollars a month. What, what people don't understand is, is that what these big carriers do, all states, state farms, all these guys, they'll do these nationwide campaigns and they'll say, hey, if John in Tupelo, Mississippi, doesn't buy that keyword, I'll buy it for pennies on a dollar. But if John raises his hand and says, you know what, I want that keyword, I wanna be on Google Maps, they can actually get it cheaper and they get preference from Google um, because they're a local presence, because they Google My Business setup, et cetera, um, which I'll go into next. So the first actionable step is, is that you'd be surprised. Sometimes people just get too intimidated by AdWords because it's like, whoa, it's just a big, you know, big players, I have to compete with them. It's not that like you're bidding against the carriers. It really is localized. So if you can you know, build some, somewhat of a campaign and create a dominant um, force in one specific area, you actually get preference. Because then you say, whenever someone's watching a game and the Allstate commercial comes on and someone's Googling Allstate insurance quote, you can buy that keyword and it can go into your inbound phone call as opposed to Allstate choosing which agent they send that to on that given day. Question. Yes. I have the brain of a small squirrel. Okay. Barely graduated ninth grade. All right. My mother used to actually, she was a teacher and would pick me up from school and cry because of report cards and what teachers were saying about me. I, I, swear, I swear to God, I'll, I'll give you her cell phone number and you can call her right now and ask her. Don't do that. Um, yeah, please don't. So here's how far I am away from where you're talking right now. When I go to my iPhone or my Android and I click on the Google Chrome button and Google pops up where you can type stuff in the search bar. Yes, sir. Where do you go from that, that first page of Google to get to AdWords to start doing what we're talking about? So what, the, what I'm going to talk about a little bit then to answer that question is, is that first page that you look at when you go to Google, that's called the SERP, the search engine results page. Okay. It's broken down into several different areas and sections. Okay. For insurance specifically, especially PNC, there's a Google Maps section that you can go not a lot of people understand that you can have an ad type that's in Google Maps and own a specific area and make sure your red dot is on that and making sure that you're getting those phone calls that come in with a specific you know, zip codes, et cetera. Another thing that you gotta make sure that you do, on the right of the, the page is that Google My Business section. A lot of people don't even go and set that up correctly. If you have a business, you've gotta make sure you go set up Google My Business. That's like the most actionable step of today is if you Write go, it down. That'll, you, that'll provide instant results. Absolutely. 
Well, and they can, you can even implement chat functions within Google you know, My Business to where they can chat directly with you through that Google My Business link, and you'll be getting leads you know, through that if you just go set it up. A lot of people don't even have that set up. It would be like you going back in the time machine, back 10 years, and the phone book calling you and saying, which section of the phone book do you want to be in? You're like, Art, you know, chiropractic. You're, <laughs> and you're you know, an insurance agent. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're not specifically telling you know, Google right. where you want to be. So that's how Google finds the localized, you know, how you are that local agent in that area is, is a lot of things, but that Google My Business is huge. Let me ask you another question. If you're like myself and a lot of these guys here and girls, and you already have a Google business page, one thing I've noticed, and nobody's ever told me this, I'm just guessing, but when I go in monthly and I add pictures of my agencies, or you know, agents and, and add information, it yep. seems like our calls start picking back up. Yep. Is that somehow... And reviews. If you, have, okay. if you have an engaged page, you will get organic leads through that page, I promise. Um, that's just how it works. Some people don't even really... It's like this gold mine that they're just not even setting up correctly. And it, you'll know if you Google your brand name and it's not set up, you're in trouble. Or if you Google your brand name and it's set up and it says claim this business, that means any Joe Blow can go in and claim your business. You know, so it's you want to make sure that you're the one that claims that, right? In terms of competing with the carriers, yep, the carriers are really throwing a cast net out. Yep. Whereas the agents can spearfish. And, you can, and, yeah. And really targeted and, and know exactly what they want. The agents just throwing it out there at the highest cost. Yep. And saying we hope somebody comes back to us, right? You're exactly right. And then you ask where they show up. Like one of the most important things for you guys is who wants to only pay Google when we get an inbound phone call. Okay. Oh, I do. Who knew that there was a Google ad type where you only pay when you get an inbound phone call? Write this down. Okay. So we don't have to pay for clicks. You don't have to necessarily have the best landing page because a lot of us as insurance professionals are kind of held captive to our website because the carrier provides one or we have to do X, Y, Z or we, can't, we don't have flexibility of our own website. Well, what people don't understand is, is that website's probably not going to convert as good as if you had control. So let's just bypass that whole thing and just pay for only whenever we get phone calls, right? This does another thing as well, because you can put call tracking on that as well. Export a spreadsheet, look at exactly how many times they called, people called you through that, the duration of the call. You can record the calls. So if you're ever wondering how your intake professionals are handling those inbound calls, you can record those, do training moments. You know, there's a lot of opportunity you have to be able to set that up correctly. What are you looking at cost-wise for something like that, especially compared to some of the other per call out there? Yeah, uh, it really depends on the type of you know insurance that you have. But I mean, you you can get you can start low and, and go up. I I like to think of budgets as how we should structure the cost. Google will tell you that you probably shouldn't spend less than a thousand dollars a month on Google. Of, if, cor of course, they would. Yeah, yeah, those dirty, <laughs> dirty, greedy people. No, they. Uh, the reason it's set that way is because you have a daily budget, and every time someone calls you, it's going to eat away from that daily budget. So if you have a $300 a month you know, AdWords budget, your budget's going to be ate up in four days because you're going to get those calls. Um, you know, the, the calls are going to eat up your budget, and you're not going to really be live for most of the month. You're not going to learn much. So what I would recommend is, is save up 3000 bucks if you can until you're ready to spend that, and then go three months in a row. And by the end of 90 days, if you work with a Google AdWords professional, you should be able to find what I call the floor of your cost per conversion, your floor of your, of your cost per call. So if we're getting 12 inbound calls for $14 each, you can run those numbers. How many policies did you write? You can back out your ROI that way. If you're not looking at Google AdWords that way, you're just throwing money into a bottomless pit. So $3,000 saved and then 1000 a month for three months. At least, okay. to, to just, just to get going. And, and yeah. that's just to see if it's viable for you, which it will be, but um, that's, what, that's what I would recommend. What were you telling me the other day when we were talking on the phone and I nearly drove off the road where you're like, hey, you know you can buy your competitors yeah. keyword 
<laughs> what? So well, tell, tell him that. Scott, Scott said Bradley just hung up the phone. I was like, Bradley just hung up the phone. He said he'd call back in just a second. Well, the, the key is, is that you can go to Google and buy whatever keyword you want. And so there's these carriers that are spending millions and millions of dollars every month on marketing and branding. You know, if you go right now to your phone and Google State Farm Insurance quote, you're probably not going to see only State Farm on that list. Okay? You're going to see Allstate and some other guys as well. Well, if you're a local agent where that phone was just Googled, you can actually get priority in that local area to drive that phone call to skip State Farms, to skip Allstate altogether because you're a local agent that can get that phone call. So, you know, that's, you can also buy your competitors' keywords. The only thing I'd recommend is sometimes that can be like a budget buster because sometimes they're actually trying to call your competitor and they're like, well, I was trying to call John, not you. Click. So you got to be careful with that. You know, you got to be aggressive. Or you just got to answer the phone very yeah. strategically. Yeah. What, what about, you know, long tail words, keywords versus short. I know that's kind of going in another direction. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. So the, the main thing that I want to try and Bless like you. communicate on Google AdWords is the reason that people think Google AdWords is so expensive is because Google AdWords has made it really easy to, for their complex platform to be able to spend money. So what they have created is this thing called AdWords Express, and AdWords Express basically pushes all these people to the same keywords. Well, what happens in an auction if you're all bidding on the same thing? Right. Okay, so what Google does is they push these people towards the same keywords, where there may be actually just as valuable keywords, just different variations of that. So like life insurance quote near me, life insurance quote in Tupelo, life, you know, best life insurance company in Tupelo. You know, Would you like, encourage people to use the, the uh, Google AdWords Express or? No, no, you okay. want to work with a professional. Um, and here's how it should work. If, in my opinion, this is the best way to look at AdWords. With any campaign, you can just allocate $1,000 a month, okay? That $1,000 a month will do one thing. You can build out hundreds of different of ad types, keywords, and different campaign types. So you can throw out the different ad extensions, call campaigns, Google Maps, whatever, throw it all in the pot. Okay, in the first week or two, these ads will start separating themselves into three main groups. You've got your bottom tier that got clicks with no conversions, meaning no calls, no, no leads, whatever. Boo. But you got clicks, right? Okay, we got clicks. Then you got your middle tier that got clicks, but it was a low conversion rate predominantly. Nothing special. Yeah, I got some conversions, but it was 120 bucks a conversion, not worth it. Then you got your top tier, right? This is the bread and butter. This is what got you all the quotes. This is what got you, you know, to be successful and get you a return on investment. So what good AdWords professionals will do is they'll cut the bottom two-thirds of those ads all together and bail out an additional two-thirds of ads around the principles that cause the top third to succeed. Do that a hundred times, and that's how you find the floor of your cost per conversion. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's just a methodical process. So the crazy thing is, is Google AdWords works so well that so many jokers that have a MacBook in their mom's basement is an AdWords professional, right. and they'll set up a campaign with the basic keywords. They're bidding against all the kings that are already doing this. They're throwing their money keyword away. Keyword insurance. Yeah, keyword insurance. <laughs> insurance near me or whatever. It's like, dude, you're paying 40 bucks for that keyword. Like, what are we doing here, you know? So what you can do is, is you, can, you can get to the point where you can find the floor of the cost per conversion, then you figure out if you're gonna drive that ROI or not. You know, if you don't want to do it anymore, that's a real decision to be made only until you're at the floor of cost per conversion. Deep dive on the importance of tracking everything methodically with something like this, especially since something like Google can get so out of hand oh, in yeah. terms something of Something I'm horrible at. I don't, I don't track anything. Well, so I got my degree in marketing. My degree in marketing and my professors taught us, ha ha, half your marketing will work, half your marketing won't work, you just don't know which half. Ha ha ha. 
okay? Well, those days are completely over. We're done now. We know exactly what dollar is getting what return on investment, exactly what product is getting what. We even know what keyword is getting the actual return on investment. If you're doing it the correct way, you're driving all these leads into some type of CRM like HubSpot or something like that, and you can track it all the way down to the contract value if you want. So you can tag those leads from Google AdWords. It's tagged. I can even get back to the keyword, the campaign type, whatever, to say we got this many contracts this year on this specific piece of gated content. So tracking is everything. And if, if you're not looking at your you know, cost per conversion, that's what we call like a KPI, a key performance indicator. If anybody's doing, um, I, I run into people all the time that are doing AdWords and not even tracking conversions. It's like, what are we doing here? Because how do we know if it's working or not? You know, well, I'm getting more phone calls. Well, how do you know it's from Google? Right. Well, let's find. Let's figure that out. You know, how do we know if we're in a scale or not if we don't know what our cost per call is? It's taking so, that billboard strategy and applying it to something that. No, no, no. <laughs> well, the the big dogs are doing it the right way. Yeah. You know, they're scooping this up, and and that's you know, you hear Gary Vee. You mentioned mm -hmm. him. He scaled his wine company to bazillions dollars right. because he understood this earlier than everyone else. If. You had to pick one thing for you guys to use to drive traffic to where you know, these these agents' businesses. If you were in each one of their agencies and you walked up to them, what's the one thing you'd be like? You got to do this. Well, that's a big you're, question. You're going to pick. You're going to pick up more business. That's a big or, question. Or is it just everything works? No. In let me let me try to answer it with a with a theory and a thought process. Okay. Everything is is derived by a marketing budget. If you can have a marketing budget and allocate that budget for six to eight to nine to 12 months, whatever that is, you can poke and prod. Anyone seen Jurassic Park when they're like the raptors get out of the fence because they, they prodded and poked and found the weak spots in the fence and then finally they got out? That's all we want to do. So if we're trying to generate Medicare you know, leads or whatever it is, then the, the shortest path to, of least resistance would probably be a Facebook campaign to generate those leads. But what Google can do is it leverages a valuable metric called buyer intent. What buyer intent is, is who would think that the individual that's going to Google and Googling uh, long-term long -term care insurance quotes probably has a higher buyer intent than the person that just we found on Facebook because they fit our demographic and geographic, showed them an ad, and, and you know, got a call to action out of them. Who has a higher buyer intent? Google. Okay. So, but now Google's more expensive okay, per conversion. But it's okay if we know the numbers and we're getting an ROI, then we're good to go. Like, it's and not, that, is, that is a very specific phrase that, that, you know, if somebody types that phrase in Google, yep. they're looking for but that. If, but right? if, you're, I mean, if you're putting a dollar in and getting $2 out. Yeah. Well, when I was, a, when I was a, in, in my college degree, the reason I chose my marketing degree was because I had an inter, internal conversation with myself. I said, you know what? I know I want to be in business, but what do I want to do, be in business? I picked marketing, A, because I love sales, and I, I love it more than anything. I was a call center guy. I love the phone. And B... I figured out early on that if, if Cody could give me a dollar and I can give him back three, he's going to give me a lot of dollars. And if I can make 30% of that dollar, then we're all winning. We're friends. We're growing. And so I've dedicated myself. My keynote is actually about this. When you run a campaign, video, pictures, how important is the copyright or is that all the 330? Well, it, it just depends on the target to hit. You know? yeah. So for instance, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of good campaigns. I would say right now one comes to mind is we've got a client that is a major call center that needs a large amount of final expense leads. Um, I'm going to go through this case study later, um, but they need about 24,000 leads a month. We're generating those for about $100.76 each. Um, the closing rates are great and we feel like it's a, it's a good fit, but I would say that's a really successful campaign. We started with these guys. We were at like $4 a conversion. Now we're at $1.76. So when you do a campaign, and, and I, I do a lot of online campaigns as well, different platforms, 
had one I launched yesterday that I thought, man, this is going to kill. Yeah. And it, I was just testing it. It wasn't yeah. officially going out. It was, you know, small budget. And I looked, I had zilch. Yeah. You know, what are some of the warning signs or things to look for in the first three to four weeks of a campaign to see, yeah. okay, maybe I need to tweak this or, yeah. or maybe this isn't going to work. Well, three to four weeks is too long, first off, for professionals. We, yeah. can, we can, the warning signs start coming up very soon after the campaign's launched, especially with the healthy budget. So, you know, I would say just A-B test everything. The greatest thing about Google and, and Facebook and all these different types of, of ads is you can A-B test and figure out what's working. Um, and just adjust and, and pivot towards what is working and cut what isn't, you know, because we don't have to really worry about it. Yeah. Do you start with the goal in mind and work your way backwards, or do you get the idea for yeah. the ad, what you're going to put out, and say, what are we going to get from this? Insurance marketing is lead development and branding along the way. If you look at it different, you're looking at it completely wrong. Your KPI, your key performance indicator for anything you do on insurance marketing, whether it's a mailer, a trade show, Whatever it is, you've got to take your advertising spend, look at how many leads you generated from that, whatever that is, trade show, whatever it is, and look at your cost per lead. If I was to ask you guys, what would you be willing to pay per lead, would anybody be able to comfortably say, this is what I'm willing to pay? Probably not a lot of people. Well, that's a problem in 2019 because we can know those numbers. Mm. There's certain people in this audience that I could know and they'd be like, here's what I'd pay. If you come to me with a tri triple the lead, then what are we even talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, Brian Askins is gonna speak later. He does uh, insurance, like event marketing for like events. He knows exactly how much he's gotta spend to get exactly 100 people in the room. And out of those 100 people in the room, he knows exact presentation he's gonna need and he closes and gets yeses from nine out of 10 of the people that show up to that room. He knows exactly what he's paying per lead. So when it comes to cutting that check for marketing, it's not a hard check to cut because right. it's just a numbers game. Right, right. You mentioned branding. Yeah. How important or unimportant even when you run a campaign, there's gonna be people, it's kinda of like on Facebook, you know, if I post a picture on Facebook right now and get 15 likes, that doesn't mean only 15 people took that as an impression. Had an, yeah, that had yeah, an impression those are, those are called vanity metrics. Yeah. So we, we were one of the, uh, you know, with Facebook, we're, we have such a high sort of accreditation that we have like a Facebook rep that we can like work with. And, and even Facebook tells us, the only reason we still have like campaigns in our platform is because if we took it away, people would revolt. But do not do like campaigns, you know? Yep. You know, it's, it's not the point because that's a vanity metric. It doesn't mean anything. Our leads and our cost per conversions is what matters. They are taking it away on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but really what I was talking about was like, let's say we run a campaign and we get 100 leads from that, yep. but we might make an impression on 300 other people that reach out to us in other ways. Sure. Because it's, it's the yeah. top of mind. You know, we had a, I had a campaign I'm running right now. It's a, a video campaign on Facebook, and we haven't gotten anything from it, but I've been running it for a couple days. And this lady calls our office yesterday, and, and my producer said, well, how'd you hear about us? And she said, well, I figured if I called and got a quote, that damn video would go away. <laughs> So how, you know, what do you think about that side of it? So my point earlier was, is insurance marketing is lead development and branding along the way. Yeah. The KPI that you use to determine if a campaign is successful or not is the cost per lead in my opinion. And while you're getting the leads, you're getting hundreds of thousands of impressions, et cetera. Here's an example. So Cody and I at Cody's masterminded the, these free live trainings. We traveled across the country to 15 different cities. One week we went to four cities in five days and went like 1,600 miles. Shout out to Andy for driving while me and Cody are in the back and our laptops working. But we had to spend, I think it was $2,000 per event uh, to get, I think it was 120 reservations. We had three phone calls that called the day they registered, two days before and day of. We had to, and of those phone conversion uh, conversations, we had 50 that actually confirmed, and then of that, we'd have like 35 that would show. 
So we knew exactly we could back right into our budget per, per event and we just knew how to replicate that. But imagine like trying to do that with traditional media or something. Like how would you even do that? Would you try and direct mail somewhere and hope someone showed up or, or you know, it just doesn't, that's why digital marketing is winning. It's not that traditional media is bad. I, it's a marketing mix for a reason. I'm not. It's just overpriced. Well, it, it you is. You can't track it. There's, there's a lot of direct mail campaigns that I love that work. Like it's not about one's better than the other. It's just that digital should be a portion of your budget. Right. And typically, digital gobbles up a lot of the budget because it's got transparency and clarity on what it's doing. Right. And the other stuff is kind of like, well, you know, I think it's working. I heard, I heard at church Sunday that they saw my commercial, so it must be working. It's well, th- th- we had a Scott Tindall on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we started talking about ROI, community involvement. How, you know, how do you get that? How do you come up with that clear ROI that you can get with social media and digital? You know, you can look and see... You know, where I'm spending my money, is it working, is it not? Some things you do, billboards, community involvement, the ad in the local football program or whatever, you just, you can't wrap your arms around that quite as well. I got one other question for you, and then I want to move on to SEO for just a second. This morning, right before I walked in here, a girl calls me on my cell phone. She's with Google. And she says, hey, Scott, my name's... You got a call from Google? Really? weird. Well, here's, here's, here's why. So last year, I did what was called a Google Street View. Okay. Local rep comes in. They do a 360 panorama of my office, inside, staff, the whole thing. They put that on Google. And so I guess she figured out I had moved one of my offices, and they're coming in August 16th. Do you feel like doing something like that, it's like $465 a year, it is worthwhile? I would say I'd under, I need to understand your, like your rate card, but I would say at service level, what you said, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. doesn't hurt. Yeah, well, and Google is, they are owning the digital marketing space. Facebook, and I'm going to talk in my keynote about a move that Google is making right now that probably none of you guys know about that is going to change the final expense and the insurance lead development game. I'm, trust me, it's going to be as big as when Facebook became a paid, paid platform. I'm going to roll that out at 3.30. Uh, I need to um, be here for that. But YouTube and, and Google, you know, does anyone know what the second largest search engine in the world is? YouTube. YouTube. Okay. So Google's number one, YouTube's number two. So the more you can do with Google, Google My Business, YouTube, uh, you, you're starting to see Google place videos mm. ahead of the organic mm. search results now because they would rather have you educate yourself on YouTube and then get lost in their video than go to someone else's website. Google's so, a mothership. The more you do with Google, the more good you're doing. Right. You know what I mean, pretty much. Right. So we mentioned briefly talking about SEO while yeah. we're up here. Expand on them. How they, what, what can these agents do in here SEO-wise to get them up the rankings so yeah. that you know, more people are calling. Well, I've got really good news for you guys is that SEO is not like this rocket science unpacking this complex formula to where we don't know how to do it. It used to be a technological game that you had to play and drive backlinks and have links to your website and all this crazy stuff. But okay, so let me just frame it like this. You know, would you guys rather go to a website that has a bunch of links to it or would you rather go to a website that has a bunch of informational content supporting and explaining what you guys do. Mm. We all know what the answer to that is. Google does too, okay? So they are disincentivizing us from playing the technological games and incentivizing us with content creation as long as you structure it correctly. Now, the best part about search engine optimization is how it ties back into pay-per-click and Google AdWords. So Google AdWords predominantly is driven, the cost is predominantly driven on what's called a quality score. A quality score is a one out of 10. Okay, so if you have a one quality score, you're gonna pay, well, let's just use it as a better example. If you have a five out of 10 quality score, 
you're gonna pay Google twice as much per click as if you have a 10 out of 10 quality score, okay? Quality score is measured by the keyword implementation and the SEO of the landing page that you're using Google to drive traffic to. So if I'm a final expense agent, and I don't talk about final expense at all on the landing page that I'm paying Google for, then I'm gonna be paying twice as much as the guy that actually is talking about final expense, et cetera. So what a lot of people don't understand is that SEO can actually drop your Google, your Google spend by as much as you're paying for SEO. A good healthy budget is creating content, doing SEO, increasing your quality scores, because Google would rather send their traffic to a better website with content structured the correct way than a crappy website with the guy with the biggest pockets. You see what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. not good for their users. They don't want the guy that has a bazillion dollars to buy the clicks. You talked about quality score. Yes, sir. How do you see, if you're one of these guys out here, you have a landing page or a website and you're doing a little bit of stuff on digital, which everybody should be doing, how do you see that quality score? So well, you, you kind of know how well you you're create doing. a You create an AdWords campaign and then that's a metric in the AdWords campaign. Okay. And you'll be like, why am I paying so much per conversion? And a lot of times when we do audits of AdWords accounts, right. their quality scores are so garbage. That's the first thing that we do is clean up that. Right. And then all of a sudden now they're getting half the cost of conversion, you know? So... I want to end this. We've got three minutes left. I want to end it with you wrapping up by talking about what you guys do to help okay. agents okay. and how they can get in touch with you if they have an interest. I, I got to work with somebody like this because I'm, I'm not smart enough to do it myself. So How about this? Can I defer that to my 330 and give you, give you guys a good takeaway nugget? Okay. Absolutely. So here's one of the things that I wanted to make sure you guys left with is how many of you guys have heard how important blogging is? Why do you think it's important, okay? It's important because it's content, okay? So I'm gonna give you guys one specific strategy that is worth probably $2,100 a month of search engine optimization. Write this down. Okay, all right? If you guys can blog 16 times a month, you're creating 16 pages of content per month. Now, there's a, there's a situation that I wanna make you aware of that is really important. So if you just blog, you're, you're gonna build, in, you're gonna be a mile wide and an inch deep. Okay, what you gotta do is you gotta blog and create this content and then use what's called anchor text, which is keywords, which is just hyperlinking to other pages. So you anchor text the keyword that you're going for in that blog post back to your homepage, back to your contact us page, or if it's a blog about final expense insurance, you anchor text. You know, to get more information about our final expense insurance products, go visit, go see our product listing over here, right? You anchor text that keyword. Google crawls all that, all your pages on your website, and they go, wow, they've got one page on final expense and these 40 other blog posts about final expense. All these 40 are pointing to this one foundational page. This must be the most authoritative page on their website about final expense insurance. Then Google says, all right, let's take a step back. What other websites are Googling about final expense? Mm -hmm. There's only 10 of them in, in Wentzville, mm -hmm. okay? This guy has 40 pages about final expense. This guy has 10. Who's Who do you think is gonna be number one? Okay, that's how this stuff works, okay? It's, not, it's no longer magic and smoke and mirrors and curtains behind them. There is no Wizard of Oz, okay? It's not rocket science. Create content, structure the content correctly, and you know, build it out that way. Can we climb up in the trust tree for just a second? This <laughs> is just us girls in the here. nest. In the nest. I, I don't have time to do 16 blogs a month. So can I hire a ghostwriter yeah. and show them how to do that? You can, you can upwork this stuff. You okay. Know. One of the things there's, that- There's no way I've got time to, to, to do 16 blogs a month. We do search engine optimization for clients. Um, we can consult on that. We can help you do your own stuff. But our starting stuff is 800 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go up to 2,400. But it's really, you know, that's for the guy or the gal that really doesn't have the time to build it all out. They just want to outsource it. Right. Um, but that's a good, a good starting point. Well- Give this guy a hand. Yeah.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, it is our time to leave, but I want to leave you with this. First of all, thank you so much for allowing Bradley and I the opportunity to be here today. We love you all. If you want to listen to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or just go to the website, theinsuranceguyspodcast.com. Thank you guys so much, and thank you to Cody for letting us be here today. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go build relationships with people. Get in the boat with people. Love people. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.